About uh, six years ago, I set out to develop a new habit of early morning walks. It was just a test, really, and when I try something new or test something out that I think I might want to turn into a habit, I, uh, I commit myself to doing it for 30 days. And I figure if I'm, it's something I'm really thinking about strongly in and incorporating it into my life, then uh, a 30-day long test period is something I shouldn't have much of a problem committing to. So I started walking. And um, like with developing any new habit, you have to try and make doing it as friction-free as you can when you're starting out. So uh, I would set up my clothes the night before, and I'd get my headphones ready, and uh, I'd kind of look at the forecast and see if I needed any inclement weather gear. And I just kind of put all that aside. And I would set my alarm uh, on my iPhone for the next morning and no snoozing was allowed and uh i labeled the alarm get up and get out so as soon as it would go off i would get up and get out and i i knew that if i got up and got out as fast as i could i wouldn't have time to make any excuses or at least i'd be less likely to and um i think i went almost eight months before i missed a day and and still, that was, like I said, about six years ago. And to this day, um, most weeks I get between five and seven really good walks in. And, you know, these walks are great for keeping me active. But honestly, I do them more for my mental well-being than I do for my physical well-being, I guess. Um, I just, and I realize while I'm out walking, I have... Uh, some really healthy contemplation time and I guess it's like when you have a good idea in the shower or when you're doing something just kind of mindless when your mind is in neutral uh, the contemplative juices or creative juices start flowing so I uh, I started making some uh, voice memos on my phone once in a while and uh, I mean just occasionally the idea would hit I would um, take out my phone and uh and take a voice memo but even more occasionally i'd go back and listen to them most of the times i just recorded into the phone and that's it um but eventually i'd uh i'd stumble upon uh these audio files and i'd listen to them and i realized that uh some of the stuff that i made memos on was really helpful and uh I thought that I really should go back and and maybe be a bit more deliberate about uh, recording those and and then going back and listening to them. So I decided uh, to do another test, and uh, I'm going to record a good portion of my walks. Probably not the whole walk, because I'm sometimes I'm out for an hour and a half or two hours, but uh, at least I would record a portion of it. Um, and I would post them as some kind of like public accountability. Uh, I've done podcasts before, and so this is more like an audio journal, I guess, than a podcast. But I decided that I'd just hit record while I'm walking and, uh, and just kind of talk like I'm talking with a friend, like I'm out on a walk with a friend. So I guess that's you. <laughs> so welcome to... Um, 
I guess this will be episode one of what I'm going to call Thoughts on Walks. Um, the audio is going to be a bit raw, so if you're listening in, uh, just know that you'll probably hear traffic like you've already heard, <laughs> and um, you'll probably hear dogs barking and me saying hello as I pass by people and uh, my sniffling, heavy breathing, <laughs> and uh, or snow crunching under my feet like it is right now. It's about 30 degrees out, and uh, there's huge puffy snowflakes falling. Uh, but it's a beautiful day in my little village, uh, and almost always is, and I love my walks, and I almost always walk with coffee too so from time to time I'll stop and take a sip so you may hear me slurping a bit as well but for the most part uh, I'll just uh, speak what comes to my mind kind of just uh, thoughts on walks as I as the title suggests so I just uh, it's really getting windy and the snow's really coming down but I uh, I gotta stop and put my gloves on the um my walk takes me all over my little village, and uh, it's an old village that uh, goes back to, uh, was really founded in 1804. They, I know that they uh, surveyed it as part of the Holland Land Company. Uh, I'm in the Northeast, so a lot of, in New York, there's a lot of, a lot of it was just Holland Land Company. They surveyed it in 1803 and then kind of cut a road through in 1804 and uh, folks started settling here. Actually one of the guys who initially settled it was one of the guys who was on the surveying team. And uh, So I'm in a, I just walked into uh, an old cemetery um, and uh, there's an older one in town that has graves that go all the way back to uh, uh, Revolutionary War soldiers and stuff and the founders are buried there it's called Founders Cemetery I'm gonna take a sip of coffee but uh, this cemetery I'm in now is uh, is newer they um, they move some of the uh, little like family cemetery plots and smaller cemeteries here in uh, I think 1820 to 1825 and there's still people that are buried here today so um but i i like walking through the uh cemetery it just kind of gives me a a good perspective on life and uh knowing that uh i'm although i may not be here uh in this cemetery uh i won't be walking having the chance to walk forever as a matter of fact as um there's a pile of dirt uh, with a fresh coating of snow on it, and uh, looks like they're getting ready for a new resident here. But I, um, it's so peaceful walking through here, and quite often, and if I'm up early enough, there's deer, and uh, there's always squirrels. As a matter of fact, there's one about 100 meters up from me, and um, I walk along the edge of. A beautiful creek, especially beautiful in the winter time. Um, and we moved here almost three years ago, about two and a half years ago, from uh, Texas. And uh, this creek here would be called a river down there in Texas, but it's uh, it's the Casanova Creek, 
It was named after, uh, I think his name was Adolphus Casanova, who was one of the guys on that surveying team that came through. I'm kind of a history buff, as you can probably tell already. But um, the, uh, the creek is just beautiful. And about 15 miles from here, it goes through a... Uh, a park, we have a, a system of parks here in this, the city that I live near um, that were designed by, uh, in the 18, late 1800s by, uh, I guess he'd be America's preeminent landscape architect. His name is uh, Frederick Law Olmsted. And this, this uh, creek, Casanova Creek, goes through Casanova Park, which is a, which is a Frederick Law Olmsted Park. And my mom grew up about two blocks from that back in the 20s and 30s and played there as a girl. My dad grew up a few blocks away from there, uh, from my mom, a little further away from the park. But uh, anyway, as I'm walking by, I'm, I guess I'm about 75 feet in elevation above the creek, looking down into the creek valley from the, from the cemetery. Oh, it's very wet here. Um, but it's just with a it's been warm the last few days warm like 40 ish so we had a huge snow about a week ago uh for this time of year a big snow and but all that melted essentially but everything's wet and um so with this fresh snow it's uh all over the trees like you know, those fake uh, flocked Christmas trees that have this fake snow flocked onto them. So all the trees here look like they've been flocked because they were damp and now the snow is sticking to them. And uh, I don't see any deer, but often as I look down, I can see either the deer crossing the creek or they're up here in the cemetery and uh, or I see a gray fox and tons of squirrels. Excuse me, my nose is running. But... Um, I love walking through this cemetery. And uh, it's interesting when you come in, where I just, where I came in when I first entered the cemetery, there's a tombstone there. And um, the guy's name on it is Philander Starkweather. And uh, I never met a man named Philander. None of my buddies growing up were named Philander. It's just interesting how the names change through time. And um, the, the creek is really raging with all the snowmelt we've had over the past week. But I'll have to maybe post a picture of uh, what this creek looks like in the wintertime. And uh, there's a big fatty squirrel going up a sapling. And here at the, I'm coming towards the far end of the cemetery, and there's a bench that I often sit on, and it's a, actually a, a tombstone. This guy named Robert Stoddard, I think, is his name. I'm coming up on it now, but the, the headstone's really—it's in the shape of a—it's a granite a bench seat. And uh, let me read it. He was born, he's only like 48 years old uh, when he died, like 1954 to 2002, Robert Stoddard. And uh, uh, I just think if that's kind of math in public, so he's, um, let's see, six and four, 46. Yeah, so uh, 48 years old and uh, I'm 
I just turned 53, and I think, man, he's already planted, and you gotta, you gotta enjoy your time on the, on the globe here, and uh, every day spent on this side of the grass is a good one, and like, like I was saying, that's why I enjoy my walks for my mental well-being as, as much as my, if not more than my physical well-being. So, uh, I walk a lot through my little village here. It's a, it's a great village. They, it's a bit uh, Norman Rockwell-esque. <laughs> they actually film Christmas movies here from time to time. Our main street is brick and we have an old five and dime. And uh, I just love walking it. And I'm going uh, past what's now apartments. It was back in the day, I guess, I think it was the 20s and 30s. Uh, It might have been the teens too, I'm not sure. It was called the Sun Diet Sanatorium. And it was uh, in that era when there was uh, a lot of spas and different, uh, it was like the healthy era when they had all these different um, remedies for what ails you. And uh, of course, some of it was crockery, I imagine, but, uh, or I'm sure, but uh, this was the Sun Diet Sanatorium and people would come here to take in the spring waters and the waters from Casanova Creek. And uh, the building is, it's really pretty. It's probably 250 to 300 feet long and uh, two stories. And uh, I don't think that they're, um, uh, I don't know how many rooms there are to be honest with you. My sister actually used to live there for a short period of time, one of my older sisters, or my older sister I should say. Uh, But people used to take in the waters here at the Sun Diet, and they even had an in-ground pool, which was a big deal back in the day. Uh, So, uh, but as you walk around, there's lots of big Victorian, old Victorians, four squares and colonials. Um, But my favorite are the bungalows, and there are tons of bungalows here in the village. So, uh, I'm coming up on one of the more major roads that might get loud for a minute as I cross and go down the street. But I love, um, when I'm on my walks, I see something new, something new almost every day. It never gets old. Uh, there was just a very loud noise. A snowplow truck hit something. Um, but people for the most part, take really nice care of their homes here. And uh, I, I don't know why I'm whispering, <laughs> but I don't know if it's coming across on the recorder that way or not. I'll have to have a listen when I get home. But uh, So on these shows, I, I don't anticipate doing a, much editing, really. Um, if there's some big times of dead air, I'll edit that out so you're not just listening to me breathe and walk but uh, um, for the most part I just intend to make sure that uh, the audio's decent and uh, and then just post them online and um, I guess the website will be uh, thoughtsonwalks.com and 
That way iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play has a place to go to grab the audio to push the podcast out. So if uh, if you subscribe, it'll get sent to you automatically. A little bit of traffic going on. And uh, I'm hoping the wind isn't messing with the audio too bad as well. I'm kind of interested to hear what this sounds like. I don't want you to have to listen to a bunch of static or wind. And I, you know, I honestly don't know if uh, you'll get anything useful out of these. You know, it's just kind of like listening into somebody's thoughts or conversations. But uh, I have a, a friend who, he was a professional podcaster and podcast coach. And now he does more um, self-development and motivational and business coaching and things like that. But uh, great guy. But he has done a lot of these, um, he did a whole series of podcasts where it was just him kind of recording as he walked. And uh, I think his were more pointed towards an audience, which mine really isn't. It's just me talking. And uh, But I enjoyed the format, and I felt like it was, I don't know if it's a weird... I'm an audio guy, but it's like audio voyeurism or something where you're just kind of listening in to, to what's going on. And he does some of those on video too, uh, now live streaming and so forth. And, uh, but you know what? I like the guy and I, and I, uh, I'd listen to almost anything he put out. You know, there's a saying that in podcasting that, uh, there's, there are some people who would listen to you scrape your nails down a chalkboard because they, because they identify with you. And uh, while I don't expect anybody to listen to something they don't want to, if you do get something out of this, I, and I hope you do, then I encourage you to, to subscribe as I go through this test period to see if it's something I stick with. And, uh, and you can hold me accountable too. I don't know if I'll have comments or whatever on the on uh, thoughtsonwalks.com but uh, I did set up an email address just thoughtsonwalks at gmail.com so uh, you're more than welcome to hit me up there and keep me accountable um, so I go back and listen to the audio from time to time and don't fall into the same rut that I did uh, before this test I'm going to stop and take a sip of coffee excuse me Oh, that's good. So we have about maybe an inch and a half of snow that fell just in this morning. It's not snowing super hard, but uh, the flakes are real puffy. And that's because it's right around 30, 31 degrees. It's not too cold, so it's a damp snow. It's perfect snowball snow. I... Uh, one of the other places that I walk, just outside the village, um, 
I took my, I got two dogs and I took them out there. They were dying to get out and romp around in the snow. And I was making snowballs and throwing them up into the air and they were biting them and catching them and chewing the snow. They're great dogs. They were uh, rescues. I can't believe, you know, somebody, somebody actually put them in a garbage bag and threw them to a dumpster and uh, they were saved and we have them now. Actually, it was my, uh, uh, my ex-wife rescued them and couldn't hold on to the, couldn't keep the dogs. She wanted to keep them together. So my wife and I and my little girl, we fell, fell in love with them. And so we decided to take the dogs, even though it was kind of a weird, it was a, absolutely the wrong time for us, but they're awesome dogs. Love them. And um, they're very active and they love to go out to uh, the farm. And um, so when I, they they kind of like bug me in the mornings and they're, they're like, you know, nosing me and like, come on, Papa, let's go, let's go. Take us to the spot. That's what we call it, the spot. And then uh, I kind of ignore them up and just until the time it's time to get them into the Jeep. And, uh, and I said, you want to go on a car ride? And they go crazy and they jump around and, and, uh, and then, so they get in the back of the Jeep and we go out to, uh, Another place I love to walk. I'll be talking about that sometime. I'm on one of these walks, and and uh, they get to run around and just be dogs. And uh, I don't like the. They get along great, and they're they're friendly dogs, but they're not they're not really socialized well with other dogs. And uh, so, and I don't like to have them on a leash. They pull on the leash, even though they're pretty well behaved. They pull, and but. Um, you know, they're like, they're like me. I got a saying, you know, with them, it's, they, uh, they like to live life unleashed and exploring. And that's how we should live our lives too, kind of unleashed and exploring. And so, again, that's what this is. It's kind of a, a new experiment to see if this works. Uh, as I'm going through this, just know that I will probably repeat myself lots of times. <laughs> I'm not sure what I said because I'm just kind of rambling on. But um, I think I mentioned I like to do tests for 30 days to see if it works. Uh, a great book. Uh, I read a lot. I, re I read probably between 80 and 120 books a year. Some of them I read physical books and uh, I read a lot of older classics. I read a lot of... Uh, about uh, stoicism, I love simplicity. That's simplicity is a core principle in my life, my whole family's life. Um, so my favorite author is probably Ralph Waldo Emerson. I read a lot of stoicism, philosophy, uh, but uh, uh, mostly nonfiction. I'm not a big fiction reader, um, even though my uh, most people close to me really love fiction. There's been a couple of series that I enjoyed, but mostly I'm a nonfiction guy. But one of the books I read uh, was years ago that helped me on my initial walking habit was Charles Duhigg's Power of Habit. And uh, I'll post a link to that when I post this audio. And a uh, great book. But uh, it's in that book that it's talking about 
having your habits be as, as friction-free, having a good uh, uh, a prompt to um, get moving on the habit. And uh, when I first started walking, I again, I'm a huge audio guy. I love podcasts. I love audiobooks. And I used to listen to podcasts and audiobooks all the time when I was walking. Uh, that was my thing. Um, I don't listen to anything anymore when I'm walking. I just kind of like to let my my uh, my mind go, and that's where these ideas come from and thoughts come from, and uh, that's what I prefer these days. And uh, it gives me time to, I guess, mentally chew on uh, the things that I've studied and, and read and listened to. And uh, because if you don't... It's one thing to go through a lot of books. 80 to 120 books is an awful lot of books in a year. And there's just no way that you can absorb all of that and put that to good use. And there was a time when I asked myself, why am I going through that many books? As uh, I'm, I'm certainly not getting everything out of them that I could. But I've always been a bit of a seeker. And uh, so when I'm done with one book, I, I tend to pick up the next one. And it's... Uh, I don't watch any television. Some people will have the television on as they're doing things around the house. And uh, I just, I don't watch the news. I don't watch television. Uh, if I see, I like documentaries, I'll, but I'll watch those on Netflix or Amazon Prime video or whatever. But uh, I do like audio. That's, I guess, my vice. But I I picks things up from time to time with it, and that keeps me mentally sharp. Um, and some things I'll read or listen to over and over again, uh, especially the classics. Uh, anyway, so I'll list to, to Charles Duhigg's Power of Habit in the. I'm not really going to do show notes, but I'll, I'll have some notes with the uh, when I post the episode. But that you know comes to mind. Uh, there's another uh, book on habits that I read recently, twice, maybe three times. Um, is uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits, fantastic book, um, and it kind of picks up where Charles Duhigg leaves off. It's more of a, uh, it's as much of a how-to manual. Uh, as it is uh, uh, recapping what uh, Charles Duhigg talked about. And I'll, I'll link to that as well. Um, I think it's James Clear. I um, am usually pretty darn good with uh, the title of a book, sometimes not as good with the author. Um, so my apologies to the authors. No slight against them. It's just that uh, it's the... the information that's in the book that really sticks in my head. If I uh, mention something, though, as I'm recording, and then I, when I go back and listen, I'll, uh, I'll make any corrections, and I'll be sure to annotate that appropriately in the, the notes when I post this. So, somebody's backing out. Go ahead. I don't think they see me. I just want to be careful here that... Uh, this isn't the one and only episode because <laughs> I get run over. Uh, but uh, the, um, the snow's really big and flaky now. But I'm coming up a road that uh, has just an 
a whole bunch of bungalows. And uh, I love uh, 19-teens and 1920s bungalows, especially kit homes, like Sears kit homes and Aladdin kit homes. I like to study those. And uh, I don't know that these are kit homes, but uh, some of those styles, they would, uh, they would post the um, puller plans in different magazines and individual builders would build them or people would buy scrub down versions of the plans and have a, you know, build them themselves or with the help of a handyman. But uh, it's an interesting mix of houses here as this uh, village developed. So it was a, um, a horse town and I'll talk more about that on other walks, but I'm uh, the village is not far from Buffalo, New York, which most people don't realize. I'm gonna grab a sip of coffee back in uh, at the end of the first quarter of the 1800s. Buffalo was just a boom town, uh, and now. It's really on the rebound. For a long time there, it was just kind of a punchline on a lot of bad jokes about weather and sports teams. But uh, Buffalo is, is really on the rebound, and, but back then it was a boom town. It's, uh, and the real reason was Buffalo is on Lake Erie. It's also the uh, western terminus of the Erie Canal. And so... Uh, it was the it was the gateway from the Midwest, which was a uh, you know that was the frontier in the early 1800s. And but uh, the, for natural resources to come from the Midwest through to feed and clothe and and supply uh, people and businesses on the East Coast and even Europe, uh, it was there was just no land bridge from the Midwest to the East, and so. The Great Lakes being interconnected uh, was pretty serendipitous, but uh, and then you could go up the St. Lawrence Seaway uh, and then down the Hudson into New York. But uh, the one big problem was this uh, this little obstacle called Niagara Falls, <laughs> which wasn't too friendly for shipping. So, uh, but when the Erie Canal was built, from with Buffalo being its western terminus and uh, Albany being its eastern terminus uh, it it just turned Buffalo into a boom town and um, we had the highest concentration of millionaires of any city in the United States and and uh, people don't get that and um, so in the by the time the late 1800s rolls around this little village that I live in here had become what was called the horse trotting capital of the world, and there's three major horse farms here. Um, to the point where it even had a one mile indoor covered uh, racetrack or, or horse exercising track, I, I think is more accurate. And uh, but people would have their homes in the in the city and I could afford a little a cottage out here. In, uh, the village that I live in. 
And uh, there was also a railroad that I think at its peak had 16 runs a day between here and, and Buffalo. So uh, an eclectic mix of people and architecture and uh, background. We're surrounded by farmland and rolling hills and it's just a beautiful, beautiful place to live. And uh, well, I've probably been rambling on for, I would have to look, I don't want to dig out my phone because it's so uh, snowing so bad, but I've probably been rambling on for over 30 minutes and I don't want to bore you to death on episode one. Um, I, uh, I hope you've got something out of this. If nothing else, then uh, maybe you can help hold me a little bit accountable to uh, some of the ideas that I might bring up in few future episodes during, excuse me, during this experiment. And if it works for 30 days, maybe it'll remain a habit like my walking habit has stuck with me. But uh, I won't stick with it unless both you and I are getting something out of it. Um, going through something just for the sake of going through it is not my idea of uh, progress. So if it works for you and it works for me, maybe we'll, who knows, maybe this is the first of many, many walks. I, I hope you uh, make the best of your day. Um, be your best self to the extent that you can. Give yourself a break from time to time. Remember to uh, embrace some simplicity in your life. And if uh, this podcast work from you, works for you, then please subscribe. If not, don't hesitate to delete this from your phone. I don't want to put anything in your life that you don't need. So take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on uh, Thoughts on Walks.